It's a good day. Oh, it's a good day. My week started on the blasts. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, one of the things I wrote when I woke up on, on Sunday was that God fixes things for us even while we are asleep. I've had that experience many times, you know, in life. And it's been a while, though, since I paid attention to that. But on Sunday when I woke up, I was able to thank God for fixing something, lifting a weight off my shoulder while I was asleep. I mean, that's one of the ways that God shows you his awesomeness. He does things for you that, you know, uh, you, you, you can't do for yourself, you know. The song we used to sing when we were younger, what my mother uh, cannot do or could not do, he's done for me. What my father couldn't do, he's done for me. Yes, that's the same God. He's the same God. <laughs> and he fixed it. And Monday got better. My goodness. Monday got better. Oh, my, 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 my. So how are you? How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? I saw something yesterday from Poju Uyemade. I'll read it to you. Then we'll get into uh, the show this morning. He's one of the greatest men alive. I dare say so. One of the greatest men alive today. Boju Oyemade. If you're on Twitter, you're on Facebook, find him. Uh, he has a podcast as well, so you can listen. Um, let, me, let me read this. It says, once you know the things you believe today are things that you have been repeatedly presented to. So this is what it is. There are certain things we believe, right? Not because we've tested them, not because they are the truth, but because someone has told us those things over and over and over again. Maybe not just one person, maybe a group of people. You know, like in some families, they'll say, in this family, in this family, aha. Uh-huh. Not because it's the truth. In this family, we don't steal, we don't do this. But if you check down, down, down the line, you find that you had a notorious criminal like Anini in that family line. But one thing I've also come to realize is that people try to preserve what they choose to preserve. Let me get back to it. Once you know the things you believe today are things that have been repeatedly presented to you, you are you can you can free yourself from undue attachment to any ideology and position and search for the truth. Contradictions in your experience with what you believe show absence of the truth. Contradictions in your experience with what you believe show absence of the truth. My name is Eno Bavire. This is Night Two Point Three Nigeria in for Port Harcourt, and we rise to wisdom because we must. There is no other way around this thing. There is no other formula. There is no other magic. This is the magic: rising to wisdom, rising to ask yourself questions before life asks you. You know, you you leave your house this morning, for example, get into a car, maybe pack a bag, you get to the park, and. Of the bus station, and uh, someone is asking you, "Where are you heading? Where are you headed?" I don't know. I, I'm still thinking about it. Just give me some time. Let me sit away a while. I'm thinking about it. That person is going nowhere because from your house to the bus park, you already know which one has the vehicles that is going your way. If I was going to Calabar, for example, I wouldn't leave town and come to Chuba Park. Where am I going to there? 
because there are no vehicles from Chuba Park going to Calabar. I'd rather go to water lines, maybe. Maybe LMA Junction. So your initial steps tells where you're heading. That's why, you know, they say the morning tells the day. In the morning when you wake up, the things that you do, the way you start out shows where you're headed. That's why when kids are kids, that's the time to mold them into being adults, responsible. We teach them by the things that we do, not by the things that we say. No, sir, that formula doesn't work. If you want your child to be truthful, don't lie to your neighbor that you're at the bus park and you're in the house shining your shoes. Don't lie to your landlord that you traveled when you're in your bedroom hiding because you owe rent. Don't lie over the phone. That, that thing freaks me out. You are in your house or you are in your kitchen and you're telling the person, I, I, I'm close to the bus stop or I'm close to your junction. Can't you see me? And you're a human being. You are an adult and a child is somewhere and they're watching and you're conflicting them. That's where conflict in life starts for kids. I love your mother and you're beating her like you're beating a drum. And the child is wondering, is this an expression of love? Is this the highest expression of love? Because look at the way she's yelling. And she sees the mother always downcast, unhappy, with injuries. The neighbors will come. Ah, uh-uh. Mama in Ketchi, what happened to you? I say, I fall. And adults will fall and do. <laughs> oh my. And the child is conflicted. And the son is looking at his father punching his mother and he's saying so when I find a girl I love later in life this is what I should do this is what I must do because you know why because after all the abuse she, he sees the parents sort of act like they're really in love with each other so his, his father conflicted so after I show her this expression of love then she'll love me more she'll still give me food she'll still ah this formula is great it's, it's working because the, the father does it all the time and, and the, the mother you know the, the cycle is Never ending. You have conflicted the child. You're damaging an adult in making. So teachers, that's, that's, that's on you. And when I say teachers, I, don't, I just don't mean those in the classrooms. I also mean those that encounter children and younger people every day. You're teaching them that this is right. This is, in fact, this is the law. This is, this is the way it must be done. This is a success formula. Daddy, why are you not going to work? <sighs> I'm sick. And then, after two minutes, he's wearing his clothes. He's going to play draft somewhere. Ah, this is what sick people do. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. So many of you have been conflicted as, as children and even as adults. Not just because of the things that your parents showed you or society showed you as the truth. Um, but because of things you've also picked up by yourself. And, you know, you've come to do learn and master and now you, you have conflicts. Ideologies, you're conflicted. But Yemade is saying that you need to search for the truth. Once you feel that contradiction, search for the truth. And you must do the search by yourself. There are things I know now because I searched for them. Not because I was someone, somebody appeared to me and brought it in a book or whispered something to my ears. I searched for them. You must search. So the book we're looking at uh, for the month of October is titled The Leader Who Has No Title. <laughs> Listen to the a personal note from the author. His name is Robin Sharma. 
The book you're holding in your hands is the result of nearly 15 years of my work as a leadership advisor to many of the Fortune 500, including Microsoft, GE, Nike, FedEx, and IBM, along with other organizations, blah, 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 blah. By applying the leadership system I teach you in this book, you will experience explosive results in your work and help your organization rise to a whole new level of innovation, performance, and customer loyalty. You will also see profound improvements in your personal life and the way you show up in the world. You've got to show up, baby. You've got to show up. The way you show up tells a lot. Please note, the leadership method I'm about to share is delivered to you in a, as a story. The hero, Blake Davis, his unforgettable mentor, Tommy Flynn, and the four extraordinary teachers who transform the way he works and lives are all fictional characters, products of his imagination. He says, but trust that the leadership system itself as well as the principles, tools, and tactics that it's built upon are very real and have helped hundreds of thousands of people in many of the most successful organizations in the world win in business and lead the field. Victims recite problems. Leaders present solutions. So just just look at yourself. Look at yourself very well this morning. (laughs) If you recite problems, you're a victim. If you present solutions, you're a leader. And you must present well-thought-out solutions. You must do the mental work. Uh, He says, My sincere hope is that the leader who has no title offers you and the organization you work for a game-changing solution to quickly and elegantly reach your your absolute best in these turbulent and highly uncertain times. Let me tell you something. Life has this as part of life. Turbulent and uncertain times. If someone saw this book for the first time this year or this month, they would think, oh, they wrote it during the virus, during the pandemic. No, it wasn't written during the pandemic. It was written many years ago, but this is what it is. In turbulent and highly uncertain times, this is the book you need to have close by. And I think this is, you know... Uh, apt at this time so we get into it Um, nobody succeeds beyond his or her wildest expectations unless he or she begins with some wild expectations when when you watch those athletes those kids who are nine eight what do you want to do i want to get to the olympics they're nine years old they're nine years old Summer six, I want to get to the Olympics. What do you want to do? I want to be a beauty queen. And you can see that, not the ones that just, you can see that this one, the way they're acting, they're already going that way. Uh, what do you want to be? You see the cleaner. I want, to, I want to run this company. I'm just cleaning my company in advance. That's why I'm cleaning with all my heart. People need to understand these things. What do you want to be? I want to be the head teacher in this school. So they come early, they carry themselves well, they do research, their class. Every time you encounter them teaching, the children are alive. It's like you turn on a button. It's like you sprinkle them with gold dust, or, you know, you know, some magical dust, and they just come alive. They light up. Not because they're paying that person one billion. 
or because they're paying them 500,000 naira. They're paying them maybe 70, maybe 80, but they know where they're going. It's, you know, like my boss would tell me, you know, nobody can pay you the value of the work you do. I know. I've always known. Will the person cut their hand and leg and give to you? Or they'll give you their heart. Go with it. No, now. But that's the truth. No matter how valuable you are as a person, no organization can pay you what you deserve. Once you have that sorted out in your mind, you'll behave better. So what do you do? Like I always say, the earth is the Lord's. You have a talent. You have a skill. You've identified it. You've mastered it. My brother, my sister, spread your wings and fly. QED. I work here um, 5 to 10, right? That's my first work here. Then I have a greater work in my office downstairs, right? But even when I didn't have that greater work, after my work here from 5 to 10, maybe there's a meeting or two, maybe I'm done at 12. And no, Ogbeviri, what do you do between 12 noon or between noon and 6 p.m. when it starts getting dark? There's no time, bloody lie, because I still watch TV. Anyone that watches TV, you have time. Radio, you could listen to and do some other things, maybe a million other things. But even sometimes you want to really listen. So you want to sit and listen, right? So if you're saying that you do not have time, that's a lie. Because I know young boys who, they're up at 11. I'm not up at 11. They're up at 11 and they're learning something online one hour every evening. I know people whose parents didn't teach them anything book-wise. No, they didn't, they didn't pay their fees, so they didn't go to school. But they are up every evening between 10 and 11. And they are learning from a book, a small book. I know the ones who struggle through school, struggling at work. They get home. They sleep for a bit, wake up around 10, 10 to 12. You're reading about the industry they're in. Some of you, you leave your place of work you go somewhere to pay someone money you have not earned. You know, we're laskin, we're laskin. We need to relax. You know, this life is hard. We need to relax. Will I die for my, my, my organization? Please, let me relax. Then you earn maybe, because if you prorate your salary, you could tell how much you earn per day. So if you earn 5000 a day, um, prorate that, that comes about 125 a month, right? Yeah, because we do 25 days. So you earn 5000 a month. So you get out of work. You close, right? You go somewhere to hang out. Mm-hmm. They peg you like cloth that is wet. You're hanging out there. And then what happens? You spend 3000 But your salary is 5000 That means every day, if you continue to do that, at the end of the month, you would have 2000 times 25. You have 50000 So you're already 75000 short. Some of you, you don't work, you don't do yours like that. But every once a week, you spend a lump sum on something that is not growing you. No personal development, no professional development, but the money is going. Some of you, it's just food. You eat, you eat all your money. You eat it up, literally. You put it in a plate. Amala, loi loi, um, what's that thing? Nkwabi, a chilled bottle of something. You're just consuming your future into your stomach, feeling the, the soak away, so that the guy who does that will come and make some money of you. <sighs> so what are your expectations? I met some girl yesterday, or some lady, interesting character. And we were talking, and she kept saying, if, if, if. I said, no, don't say if. 
because it 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 comes across as if you are in a mode a state of mind of uncertainty you should know what you want i mean it was in the other book right know what you want then get it that's it so if you don't know what you want and you're an adult and you're saying if uh, if uh, no you should be resolute you should be determined you should be saying must at this time yes you must succeed and uh, if if then call me if i get it if i can save but you earn and you spend if you earn and you spend you can save if you can earn and you can spend you can save right aha uh-huh. so let's get back into the book says the sight of an achievement is the greatest gift a human being could offer others anyone who's achieved anything what we're showing you is this is a gift you can do it you can be more you can be more each of us is born into genius true sadly most of us die amid mediocrity I hope it doesn't upset you that I reveal this closely held belief so early in our brief time together. This is author speaking. But I need to be honest. I could also share that I'm just an ordinary guy who happened to get lucky enough to learn a series of extraordinary secrets that helped me become super successful in business and deeply fulfilled in life. Two things. Successful in business, deeply fulfilled in life. You must write this down, Noel. I'm going to be super successful in business and deeply fulfilled in life. The good news is that I'm here to offer you everything that I've discovered on a pretty stunning adventure. So you two can work at WOW and live full out starting today. The powerful lessons I will reveal will be given gently, carefully and with sincere encouragement. Our ride together will be full of fun, inspiration and entertainment. Okay. But above all else, I promise you, I'll be honest, I owe you that respect. So, his name is Blake Davis, uh, lived in New York for nearly all of his life. He's lived in New York um, and does want to leave New York. Then he says, uh, my mom was the kindest person I ever met. My father was the most determined person I've ever known. Oh, see, see how you're describing your parents. I'm proud of them already. <laughs> Salt of the earth type of people. Do you get that? Salt of the earth type of people. Not perfect. But find me someone who is. The main thing is that they always did the best that they could. Many of you haven't even made any effort. I'm tired. Uh, please, please don't ask what I've done my best. I'm tired. No, 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 no. You must, at the end of every day, be able to tell yourself, you did your best today. Sleep well. Oh, you must. That's why I tell my people, when somebody says, uh, I called you, did not pick. I don't even like the sound of that. That's why there's a missed call um, notification on phones. So you called a person, they did not pick once. You called a second time, they did not pick. Fantastic. Stop there. Send an SMS. If you know there are people that are open to WhatsApp, send a message there as well. If you're on Twitter, DM them. If you're on Facebook, send them a message. So you have about five channels to reach your person. All you do, you call once and then you go to bed. And we will not hear what in Africa. I've been calling you. I've been trying to reach you. Anytime I hear someone say that, I get very upset. You have my number. Yes, did you text me? Um, I called you once. Nah, you did not peek. 
you're not serious. Because if I told you to come and collect $50,000, you would not just call me and kill my battery. You would send me a million SMSs. You would send me all the DMs in the... If I, you finish the DM in, on Twitter, not just that, you would use Google Map to find my location and knock at the door. I, I bet you you'll do that. But because you're not serious, you give excuses, the lamest kind. Uh, I try. So I asked the person, you don't know anyone who knows this family? Uh, I, I, one of my brother's cousin, did you contact the person? Uh, I did not think about that. So you haven't done everything you possibly, you've not done your best. I missed a few calls yesterday. I don't even have the numbers. I was wondering, why didn't they send me an SMS? It's for Naira, you know. Please, let's do the right thing. Follow what you're supposed to follow. Paths that, you know, show that you're serious, you're doing your best. Because if it were your boss that said, um, we're going to lunch, uh-uh. you call him, doesn't be, you text him, so I'm just, just a soft reminder. You send an email. So you have the person's email, no email, no SMS, no WhatsApp message, no... How have you tried? Uh, I heard that you were sick. I was trying to reach you. Where? <laughs> You're joking. And that's how you approach your life. That's how you approach your work. And decide you send CV. I forget. Eh, I had eating Kobe. Oh my. Okay, he says, and in my mind, the best you can do is all you can do. And that's the truth. In life, the best you can do is all you can do. Once you've done that, go home and have a good night's sleep. Worrying about things beyond your control is a pretty good formula for illness. And most of the things we so concern ourselves with never actually happen. The real troubles in your life are apt to be things that never crossed your worried mind. And that's true. The kind that blindside you at 4 p.m. some idle Tuesday. <laughs> Says, my parents shaped me in so many ways. Can you say that of your parents? Can your children say that of you? That you shaped them in so many ways. Says, they didn't have a lot of things, yet in many ways, they had everything. They had the courage of their convictions. They had superb values and they had self-respect. A self-respecting person would not owe debt and be dodging. In fact, they, first of all, try not to owe at all. Then if they do, they have proper conversations and they have a proper way to pay back their debt. They draw up a plan. Okay. Um, it says, I sometimes reflect on the fact that we generally take the people we love the most for granted until we lose them. Then we take long, silent walks and pray for a second chance to treat them the way they deserve to have been treated. Please don't let that sort of regret infect your life. It happens too often, too many among us. If you are blessed enough to still have your parents, honor them and do it today. If you are blessed enough to still have your parents, honor them and do it today. My mother died when I was 16. My father died when I was working here. I think I started working here. He died the next year. But I'd worked for a bit before I got here. I worked for maybe about five years or six years before I got here. Yeah, about six. I honored my father. <laughs> my father had money. He was all right, so he didn't need my money. But I gave him money. And he would reject. Ah, I said, look at this man. You have sense. Your daughter has sense too. So what I would do was... Um, I would send the money home and I would tell them, give him when he's eating. Lovely dining set he had. 
sits at the head of table. So just give it to him in an envelope. We have these lovely white envelopes. Please, if you're going to give an adult money, try to put it in an envelope. It's something you should do. It's decent. You know, even if you're going to issue a check, try to put it in an, in an envelope. It's very important. Presentation. It's, it, it, you know, it's just decent. It's just courteous. Take. If you're going to give anyone money, try to put it in an envelope. Yeah? Hmm, where were we? So I, I used to give my father money. And I used to buy him um, diesel. <laughs> I know my papa now. He will, he will resist. Once you tell him you want to get him something, oh, all the stories of the world will come. I don't need, don't you need to get something? Don't you need, don't you need? So I stopped having those conversations. So what I'll do is this. I had this neighbor, they had a hotel. So I just, you know, organized with the guy. So when I people buying diesel again, get me one drum. Oh, how much? Then it used to be 25,000. He'll get the drum. I know my father's schedule. Just tell him, I'll say, um, around seven. Let him take it there. You know, you, could, you can roll the drum. It's, it's really big, but you can roll it. And the general was at the back of the compound. So I'll tell him, around seven, send somebody there. So around seven, they'll get there. My father does not entertain strangers, so he wouldn't open the, open the gates. So when they knock for a bit, no answer. I'll say, wait, let me call him. So I'll call him, Daddy, there's someone at the gate. Eh, who's at the gate at this time of the morning? He'll go there. Ah, uh-uh. Good morning, sir. How are you? Um, they sent me to bring this thing. So the person would roll the, the, the drum to the back of the compound where the gen is and, you know. And that's it. Father would just be so pleasantly surprised. What's wrong with this child? Eh? He's always finding a way to just burst my heart. You know. My father did not lack money. He was still giving me money when I was age 30. Every um, Easter and every Christmas. My father used to give me a lump sum, not be small money. So it wasn't, he didn't need money. And when he died, he left me some money. That's how tidy my father was. And you know, we're not, it's not only me, we are more than myself. <laughs> but I used to honor him in that way. He didn't need recharge cards because he used to work somewhere. His phone always had lots of airtime. I mean, it was insane. I'm not joking, no. Insane amount of airtime. So I didn't need to buy him airtime. So, I, so that's the thing. Because I paid attention, I knew what he did not need. Imagine with all that airtime, I was sending him airtime. What would he use it for? Nothing. So you need to know what the person needs. If your parent needs a washing machine, buy one, take it there, show them how to use it. Or if they are too busy, every weekend, just saunter there. Find a way to just go there and wash the things for them. How many minutes? One hour max. While they are gisting and what, what. And you have to buy the one that has um, low power, whatever, so that you can wash and gist on the gen if there's no light. You know, just honor them in that way. You don't have to like them. Many of us don't like our parents, but our children won't like us too because that's, I don't know, there's something. You have to really be a great person and a person who understands and has learned a lot of stuff for your children to just think that you're a great parent. It's hard. You know, that's why your home must be a, a place of refuge. You must consciously build the atmosphere you want in your home by the things you do, the things you say, and the things you know that will help you do the right things and say the right things. I'm not saying that you shouldn't discipline your kids or there won't be days of disagreements and quarrels, sometimes loud voice kind of quarrels and all that, but... 
let it be a place of love, respect and happiness. Let them want to come home and just love it there. Do you understand? Uh-huh. And also know to give people their space because when the same room doesn't mean that I should tie around my neck and be walking as if I'm, I have a cloak on. Uh-huh. So give people space even within the home. Um, so I honored my father that way. And I, and I knew that he thought of me a certain way. He would always smile because he knew that I paid attention. And that for me was the tickling part. You know, he, when he sees the things I choose to do for him to make him just happy or happier, he knows that she pays attention. For me, that's, that's the cuckoo. She pays attention. So I'm not doing something that he would not appreciate, you know. He didn't need the money. He didn't need the gift. He could afford everything for himself. But that was honor. Do you understand? And my father will call. And I I saw something that you dropped. What is it for? Oh, my gosh. I will just smile. I say, look at this man. I'm your daughter. (laughs) I'm your daughter. Like gives birth to like. I'll say it's a gift. And he would tell me how shouldn't you use it for this? Shouldn't you? Uh, No, no, no. I said, don't worry. This is for you. And I'll text him, I love you. Ah, my father will blush. Very black man. He will blush like this. I, I know how to burst his heart. And I did it every now and then. How much was I earning at that time? I can't recall. But I made it a point of duty to connive with my neighbor to send 25 liters of diesel. I'm not, I'm not sure any of my siblings know this. But I, I used to do it. It wasn't for them, it was for him. A man I deeply loved. My father, who had, who had um, been a great blessing. My father was a hard worker. Oh, my father was a hard worker. Ah, oh, my father could work. With all his heart. A dedicated, disciplined person. I'm not sure I've learned the discipline that he, he, he exhibited at that time, but I did try. <laughs> so if you have parents hmm, honor them that's what this talk is about not about me and my father but I mean I had an example to use a, a heartwarming one of that so if, if you could do us an, the, the honor this morning you want to send them an SMS send them some money not because they need it because you just want to make them smile I have a friend he's he's in Enugu right now um he will send his mother money. Say, Mommy, buy beer. She likes beer. Hmm? Say, Mommy, buy beer. Not necessarily because she will drink beer with the money. You know, just the thought that someone is thinking about you and they're, 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 they're giving you a gift to buy the thing that you like. Ah, just imagine as I'm sitting here, somebody just sends me money. You know, buy, you can't have a meal, Chinese. The way I will smile, eh? I'll be smiling anyhow for the rest of the day. Why? Somebody thought about me, remembered what I like, and they want to be a blessing. So it's not giving your parents a house. If you can't afford it, why not? But that's not what this is about. It's about the thought that goes into making somebody smile, making someone happy. Some, some of you, it's just an SMS you need to send of how they've been a blessing, how you're thankful, how maybe something that happened some years ago that you know that you know, created a sort of bond between both of you. Write it. Some of you, your mother, she's a widow. She misses your father. You know she misses your father. They had a great relationship. 
you, you need to send her some love. You need to warm her heart. You know your father is weak. Your mother died and since then he's never been the same. Send him some love. Send him some love. It's not enough to talk smart and pretend that you're smart and all those. And you're not doing the, the littlest things to make a parent. Like my father would always say, where I'm going to is closer than where I'm coming from, age-wise, right? Uh, he said that a lot. So you know that your parents, where they are going to is closer than where they're coming from. What do they really want? Warm their heart. Send them an SMS. Send them some money. Visit them. Just plan this weekend. No, no noise. Just quietly go. You know what they like. Just give them a gift. Visit them. And let them know that you appreciate them and, you know, the sacrifices they made. Nobody sent them, yes, but they did it all the same because it was good for you and for your future. Appreciate your parents. Honor them. Honor them. And when I say honor them, I'm not talking about once you're over 18, means you should be able to make some decisions for yourself. Honor your parents. You must as a human being. But I mean, from that age, you're working. You don't even have a job. You can just go there, spend time with them. Jeez, laugh, clean the house, wash the car. That's honor now. So don't, uh, after now, I don't have money. Okay? Life is part of money. Your money or your life. Go there and spend life with them. Make them happy. Do the garden. Wash their clothes. Make them a meal. So you get there at maybe 6.30 on Saturday or on Sunday. Ah, what is that? What are you doing here? Mommy, I came to make you breakfast. Ah, which one be this one? Mommy, just relax. I'll make you breakfast. I, you cook every day. Relax. You've cooked for us all these years. Relax. Or just take them out for lunch. Even if it's a fast food. Just take them out. Just not because of the food, or, but because of the place, the ambience. And you want to take them out of the house. I like those out-of-the-house kind of experiences. They live there now. Take them to a place outside of the house. The pleasure park is open again. Fantastic. Take them there. Some of you, your parents are in Port Harcourt. They only hear about it on the news. They don't even know where it is. Take them there. 500, I think, was last time. Yes, yeah, 500 at the gates. Pay 500 naira for them. Wear them their mask. Go in there. Have a good time. Take pictures. You know, my grandmother, right? A very interesting p- character. <laughs> My grandmother, stop painting my nails. Where was she going to? Nowhere. But we did it because it made her laugh. She would say, stop painting my nails. Stop frying my hair. <laughs> she was about 80 then. You know, she used to live with us. She wasn't going to, where was she? Nowhere. But we do those things for her. Sometimes put a little lipstick on for her. She would laugh and laugh. You see, she would laugh from her heart. So bless your parents. Honor them, please. And do it today. Do it today. Do it today. Some of you don't have jobs. You've moved out of the house. Go go and work there today. (sighs) Mm. So, well, he talked about when his parents were killed. Uh, he He was young. He says, I lost all confidence. I had no focus. My life became stuck. In my early 20s, I drifted from one job to the next sort of coasting on autopilot for a while. I numbed out. I didn't care about anything. I medicated myself too much with TV, too much food, and too much worry, all designed to avoid having to feel the pain that one feels at the recognition of one's lost potential. In that period of my life, work was merely a means to pay the bills rather than a platform to express my best. Magbo, work. It's not, it cannot be, you see, if you are going to a job to pay the bills, you are in trouble. 
it should be a platform to express your bests. That's your job. Ask yourself, is it a platform to express my best? You already have the job, so get it done. It says, a job was nothing more than a rough way to get through the hours of my days rather than the gorgeous opportunity to grow into all I was meant to be. Express your best, grow into all you're meant to be. Employment was just a vehicle to pass my time instead of an excellent chance to shine a light on other people. A way to use my days to build a better organization and in so doing a better world. I've seen people go to buy something somewhere and the way they were attended to change the way they do customer service where they work. So it's a way to shine a light on other people and a way to use your days to build a better organization and it's so doing a better world. Let me stop there. This book is so it's so deep. And I'm happy I got the PDF. So um find it. Find it. Buy the book if you can, uh, so that we would go this road together this month. It's the leader who had no title. Robin Sharma is his name. Um, as younger people, we had very turbulent relationships with our parents, so we don't have a good mind towards them. Let me just use that word. We don't think of them with love. We think of them with anger, with regret, with hatred. And some of us, we actually wish to punish them. That's why we stay away from them. But you must forgive them. They are closer to where they're going to. See, if, if, if for nothing, just for what my father always used to say, where I'm going to is closer than where I'm coming from. Just know that they too have their regrets. They too have their shortcomings. They did not know. Some of them, in fact, many of them did not know what you're hearing now. Many of them never heard these things. They just learned what their fathers and their mothers showed them from what their parents also knew. You know, you can't give what you don't have. That's why we must be very careful. You can't give what you don't have. So you must have value. You must be able to add value. So I understand your mother, she would miss her kids. Even whether they're good to her, they're bad to her, they even beat her up when they were younger. It's the curse of a mother. So just... Ignore that part of what she does and still remember that where she's going to is closer than where she's coming from. Treat her with love. Forgive her. All right? Forgive her. She's human. It's, it's very important that when, when I share like this in the mornings, you look at it. You pick what you can learn from it, what you can use from it. This is just the beginning of the book. So imagine what a great time we would have. Uh, from 5 to 6 every day, weekdays for the rest of the month.